And here we go for another day. Ugh, lying down again late at night. Dangerous. A nap turns into, well, 6 a.m., doesn't it? Reopening, friend or foe. Is this the new policy of uh, China catching up or does it gotcha? Writing excuses. Oh, an interesting podcast found here for writers. Also came across some AI writing program or tool. What do you think? Bigo. Have you heard of this APP? December drumming continues. And yes, it is Wednesday already. I think it's Wednesday or is it Thursday? No, it's Wednesday. Folks, Wednesday, December 28th, 2022. I'm Steven Sersky. And yes, uh, careful about that lying down after dinner or else uh, you might fall asleep. <laughs> which is not a problem if you have nothing else to do uh, and you don't want to do any reading or anything like that. But um, yeah, I laid down after dinner tonight and wow, an hour later, I'm like, oh, it's, it's dangerous because when you um, when that happens is that uh, it, very, it can very quickly become an all-night affair, which is great, but you know, some other things to get done. I was, I was able to get uh, one workout in today. I did not do the afternoon workout. I did a, a morning workout because I actually uh, I didn't find out until when I sat down to work this morning that uh, they didn't need me in the morning. Uh, and so I had extra time in the morning to do a workout. So I managed to squeeze it in uh, before work. But uh, as a result, um, I've sort of been playing catch up with my hydration and everything and uh yeah it was uh, a good workout a little bit dogged today because uh i don't know if it was because i was um what you, because it was like midday it was a sort of odd time for me to be working out or if it was simply i haven't been working out very much lately and uh, just getting getting trying to get back into the groove sort of thing Reopening. So this is actually a, uh, with a lot of the restrictions lifted here in China and everything, um, some people have provided an, a very alternative view of what's going on. And the, here, living in China, and actually uh, I saw at least one person who was living in China share this view that... Um, Although we've been we've been very happy and glad that China is finally opening up again, the borders are opening, Hong Kong is opening, that connection and everything, uh, or the, the the link and everything, great. But what if, what if this is not like the grand reopening that we think it is, and instead a second volley of COVID cases stemming from China? It's. I would say it is a very negative view, but hey, back in 2020, it was a negative view to say that you know uh, the country had delayed its uh, response. It it wasn't talking about it very early on. Uh, it was uh, very reticent to sort of admit that something was going on. Uh, are we seeing the same thing happening here as well? I mean, and this sort of. Um, also goes along with Russia starting to back off a little bit of uh, of China. I'm not saying they're in league, but the issue is that it's kind of like it seems a little odd that both of these things are happening at the same time. It's good that we're seeing uh, a lessening of hostilities, 
Uh, it's good that we're seeing China opening up. It's just a little bit eyebrow raising when you see these two countries that are partners uh, in so many aspects uh, doing something similar, sort of um, opening up, uh, you know, and rejoining the world, basically, I guess you could say. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, is this a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Is it a, a positive thing? Is it a negative thing in terms of uh, China reopening its borders and everything? Uh, I, I I would be more on the side of it being a good thing, uh, trying to be a little bit more optimistic. But at the same time, uh, you know, you hear someone give a very alternative view uh, along those lines, and you, you kind of listen to it and go, may, maybe, but, I mean, why would they do that? But again, the question was, in 2020, why would they do that? Do we have an answer to that? Hmm. Anyway, again, the, these are things that history is writing, and we won't see written in books for many years to come. Speaking of books, writing excuses... Came across this um, podcast uh, a couple weeks ago. I've been listening to it actually. They have MP3 downloads and everything, which is great because you can uh, you don't have to uh, use uh, any sort of assisted connection devices to access any streaming platforms or anything like that. Uh, so I've been uh, downloading a bunch of their MP3s. Writing excuses. It's it's a podcast. Uh, they've been going for oof, 17, 18 years now, I guess, maybe longer. Uh, it's been quite a while. But it talks about the writer's life. And we're not talking like, you know, um, what what shade of red the flowers should be on the table in the description. I'm talking it's like careers, plot structure, uh, to to be serial, to like to do a serial, a series or not, uh, to go um, professional uh, publishing route or to go self-published or... Even just some things that are, um, you know, a little bit more mundane in terms of like what what type of uh, uh, tools to use, how people actually set up their um, writing day and their 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 productivity, their word count and stuff like that. Uh, so it's, I thought it was very good, um, very good podcast. So if you are at all a a writer or think you're a writer or interested in how writing is done. I highly, I actually highly recommend that you uh, take a look at this um, or have a listen to this podcast, Writing Excuses. Um, I think that's the website as well. So type in writing, like writing with your hand, writing excuses as in like, the, I can't do that. I, I have something else to do, like alibis. Writing Excuses uh, podcast, fantastic for all you writers out there. Also came across a an AI writing tool. Uh, this was actually by the guy who runs the Plo, or the not the Plo, the Pro Blogger uh, website, and he was ta- he he talks a lot more about um, sort of the practicalities of writing a blog a website. He's been doing this for years. He's I've actually found that a lot of the the articles that he seems to be releasing now are reissues or reprints of articles that he wrote. We're talking. 10 years ago when blogging was huge. Um, and he started way back in like 2002, 2003. So the guy's been around for quite a while. Uh, but he, he mentions this AI writing program. And he uh, I guess what happens, what you can do uh, is that you can plug in 
a, a writing outline into this program and it will spit out a fully fledged article for you. And you might have to tweak uh, some of the uh, the idiomatic language. You might have to tweak uh, maybe some of the grammar, like where the periods are and stuff like that, or how you would phrase it uh, in comparison to like how the, uh, the AI uh, engine would do it. And I, it did mention in this article on Pro, Pro Blogger that um, is, could these articles be subject to copyright infringement because what it's doing is that it's analyzing. So it takes your, your, your outline and then it analyzes a whole bunch of other websites and everything and it spits out a uh, like an associated article, which means that it's taking a lot of chunks sentences, verbiage, wordage, wordsmithing from other places that have already been published. And it might be creating it in such a way that seems new, but if you were to copy-paste those phrases, how many of them would pop up on other websites? So it was kind of interesting to see how it was being done. Um, I can't remember the exact uh, title of it. AI Writing Program, I think is what it was. Um, AI writing generator. I think that's uh, what what they go um, go under. Uh, so there are a few. If you uh, type this into um, Google, of course, um, and it seems like a good idea. But one thing that I would sort of, um, I guess, what I'd be concerned: where would where would you use this? This wouldn't be for something that uh, you want to have your your fingerprint on and by that I mean if you have a certain way of writing if you feel as if you're able to express and communicate through the written word I'm not sure if you'd want to depend on an, uh, an AI writing program but if you're running a program or a website such as I don't know WikiHow or um, you know a baking website and this is no slant uh, slant against uh, against baking sites, and, you know. But if you don't have to write a full blog post, blog post, it might be a good idea to punch in, you know, some descriptive words about what you want have uh, want to ha- have done, uh, and just so you can have some of the warm up uh, or the introduction uh, to the the recipe or to uh, the, uh, you know, the, the, the steps, the how-to steps and stuff like that, and then have the how-to sort of written all for you. Uh, I mean, seems like a good idea. I think what this is going to do is actually take away from the, uh, the, the bit writing. I remember, like, I guess it was uh, howtogeek.com, howtowiki, and there was another one where you were able to write and submit articles and you would generate like 0.05 cents or something per impression. And this was like 10 years ago uh, where um, these things were being searched and you know these companies were promoting the idea of if you wrote something, we will take care of all the hosting and the advertising. All you got to give us is your Google AdSense revenue tag and provide the content, and we'll, we'll, we'll do the rest, which seemed like a great idea, but I mean, I think that's uh, what was basically happening is that all the professional writers just went to town 
writing 50, 60 articles about whatever topic and posted them all. So that this was lucrative for maybe a year, maybe two years back in 2000, 2012 sort of thing. And since then, it's sort of uh, diminished in its um, uh, viability as sort of a way to uh, to make money. At least you don't hear it as often. Instead, you have to provide real content that people actually want to spend money on, either through ads or through buying your ebook. Uh, but AI writing generated is it, is this something that you'd ever consider using? Uh, I don't know if you could use it. Could you use it for an essay, like a, a, a university essay? Good question. Ah, I don't, I think not. Because again, if it's pulling chunks, sentences, and source material from other online avenues, other on, online sources, I'm not sure if you'd want to depend on that to be submitting what should be an original creation sort of thing. Hmm. Um, could you use it as a writer? Maybe some places. Uh, I don't think I'd be using it uh, for any of my creative work, like the stuff on my my website. It's all just it's me. It's my voice. Uh, I'd be I would be interested if something could mimic what I do. I'd actually almost be a little bit worried to tell you the truth. Uh, but um, I am of the sort of uh, the camp that I do find uh, a good amount of my expression in the written wor- word, much like I do with this podcast, right? Like this podcast is very conversational, it's daily, it's topical, it's unedited, uh, whereas the, the, the written stuff, um, although it's not always so polished and um, well-researched, I mean, it is researched to the extent that I, I feel comfortable writing about it, uh, but uh, I'm sure you could find holes in it and spelling errors and stuff like that but it's still my voice I feel anyway writing generators and check out this writing excuses podcast I think you'd uh, yeah enjoy that as well Bigo have you heard of this app of all things I was talking to a guy in, uh, I know in Canada and he's he's he was talking about it and asking me about you know the, the Chinese live streaming sort of situation I'm going yeah, I, I I think I downloaded Bego before. It, no, not I think. I did. I deleted it because the amount of notifications it sent me, was, it was tiresome. I got rid of it. So if you've never used Bego, Bego is kind of like what uh, Xiao Hongshu wants to be, Little Red Book, or it's not the same as... Doin. No, Doin is one stream. Uh, that TikTok, like where one video takes up your whole sh- your whole screen, and then you have to flick through. You have to scroll upwards to get to the new one. Um, very similar to YouTube Shorts, of course. Uh, and then, of course, uh, like Instagram does that kind of. But Instagram, you can still see the the breaks in between posts, right? Between the the posts of um, like pictures or videos, whereas um, Doin and TikTok, it's just it's one video or one picture at a time. Bigo is kind of like you go on there and you have the, I, the when I last used it, it has like ten sort of circles, ten live streaming channels available to you right away, and they're all sort of looking at you, kind of like a gallery. I guess it's a gallery view of uh, different broadcasts that are going on. And so he's telling me about this, and he's like, yeah, well, yeah, you know, I, I sort of get 
paid to to uh to be on there i'm like what 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 do you mean you get paid to be on there and apparently if you look on look on some of these job sites they have these agencies that will um employ you to sit on like broadcast live stream on bego i'm not sure if there's other live i'm i'm sure there's other platforms that are doing this but i get you make a couple you don't make a lot uh, of course, if you're very popular, you might make more. But from what it sounded like is that you just had to show up, dial in, watch, make a few comments, and that's it. It's kind of like um, posting, like early blogging comment posting from 10 years ago sort of thing on these articles that were published on uh, different uh, websites like different blogging websites like how to wiki and stuff like that have you heard of this have you tried this out Bigo? how many different streaming services do we need i found i do i do use doween every now and then uh mostly so i can have uh chinese focused content uh, and it's kind of a a very lazy excuse of trying to study chinese um, which, which is good enough. I don't use uh, Xiaohongshu because that one's more for, I found it's good for like cooking recipes and stuff like that. Whereas Douyin, it's kind of more, uh, I can find there, there's some, these, some of these animated, funny animated Chinese cartoons, which are which I find humorous and they give me subtitles, which are great for learning, right? So they, they speak and they have these subtitles. So that's what I'm using. Bigo, it seemed like it was a bunch of young pretty ladies talking into a camera asking for money i'm like well i I don't i don't need to do this (laughs) i don't need to be on this sort of uh live streaming platform like if i'm not going to learn anything why would i be on there sort of thing all right anyway so beagle have you ever tried it out i mean uh, I've never heard anybody here in China talk about it. Uh, if people ever talk about uh, streaming software, uh, typically it's going to be uh, Douyin, or more often than not, it's actually Xiao uh, Hongshu, which is Little Red Book. Again, it's like this sort of um, lifestyle live streaming platform, which is sort of a mixture of Instagram meets Twitter sort of thing. Uh, I don't know any foreigners who are on it. Uh, if anything, I know people are on Billy Billy. That's the, the Billy Billy is sort of associated with YouTube, and that's uh, I guess that would be your your long form um, how to content your your creators that are uh, generating content that uh, actually can educate you or teach you or something like that. Anyway, done with that. December drumming. I am working on this. Um, I've been actually uh, kind of busy uh, putting together some of these tracks I have two or three I haven't put again I haven't put the little sticker on it and I I don't like publishing these things without the sticker uh, in the mp3 file only because it's like by finalizing it it becomes finalized it becomes done sort of thing so I never want to look at it again but I know I am uh, coming up to uh, January which is going to start uh, this Sunday Uh, so this is a kind of neat uh, winding down December drumming, which was mostly percussion based, and then getting into January, the song a day uh, challenge that's going to last throughout the month of uh, January. So, two months of musical creations, uh, quite the challenge, but um, 
again, as I mentioned before, looking forward five, six from, uh, months from now, and then also another year or two years from now, being able to look back and seeing what I'm able to uh, sort of accomplish with these. And I feel a whole lot more comfortable in producing and publishing content a lot quicker in the audio format. If I could do this with video, I think I, I think I would feel a lot more comfortable with my media production overall. Anyway, folks, uh, show notes, tracks, and vids up on my website, stevensersky.com. That's where you can find it. Happy Humping Day. It's Wednesday, middle of the week, and we're winding down the end of uh, the year 2022. Do you have any plans for New Year's at all? There are parties going on. I'm not sure if I'll go. Probably not. Where do I need to be? At home with a bottle of wine and a movie, right? Isn't it just another day? (laughs) All right, folks, have a good one. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.